Hey everyone, welcome back to On a Water Break in Rhinestones. I'm Lexi Judah, the host, and today I have with me Michigan State feature twirler and USTA national collegiate champion, Marissa Pierce. Hi, Marissa. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Tell everybody how you got started, how long you've been twirling, all of that. Yeah, so I got started when I was three. Uh, my mom grew up a baton twirler, so she twirled all through high school and then actually twirled at her university. So uh, when she was probably around our age, she started a baton group uh, back home. And I, when I was born, I feel like it was my destiny to be a baton twirler. I think I've always had a baton in my hand since I was born. <laughs> so I started when I was three. I started competing when I was four. Uh, and I started at a local studio. I live right on the border of Pennsylvania and Ohio. So I started at a studio in Ohio. Um, grew up there and went there for a lot of most of my, you know, growing period in twirling. Uh, and then when I was about 11, 10 or 11, I switched to a different coach and her name's Kathy Harris. And I it's kind of been the history since. And then honestly, Lexi and I, we met probably when I was little, but yeah. I joined Eaton when I was a sophomore in high school. So, you know, the rest is history. After I joined Wheaton, I started doing team. I was still taking from Kathy and Kennedy has been a big influence in everything that I do. Um, but yeah, I think the rest is history. I've competed all of my life. I have been on Team USA six different times. So I've gotten to represent United States on a multitude of levels, which is super awesome. And yeah, I feel like now at this point, I can call myself officially retired because I am done <laughs> after that summer. I don't think I can do any better at 21. So I feel that I can be done and be very proud of my career. So yeah, I'm now, I'm, yeah. now I'm at MSU. I, I'm going into my, I'm in my senior year. So I feel <laughs> like I feel like I can't ask for anything more. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, since you said you're done with competitive twirling and everything, do you have a favorite moment or memory or any like point in time um, in your twirling career competitively that sticks out to you? Yeah, absolutely. The year I qualified for Norway probably <laughs> was one of the most insane things I've ever had to go through <laughs> in my life. You probably remember. Uh, because oh, of it's course. Kind of hard to forget. <laughs> um, but I had qualified for Italy in 2015 with Claudia, my duet partner. Mm -hmm. And really the best two events that I had a shot of ever going to Worlds in was duet and two baton. Well, for Norway, Claudia actually was hurt that year for qualifying year. So duet was kind of thrown out the window. And then I didn't make grand finals. So I was like, okay, looks like two baton is my only shot here. So I went out in the first round of two baton finals, um, which you would have thought there was only one round, right? <laughs> And I Normally there up, is. Normally there yeah, definitely is yeah. only one round. Yeah, definitely <laughs> only one round. But in my world, of course, it had to be difficult. Um, so I went out and I did my two baton and I did a good job. I thought, you know, I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. Like whatever happens, yeah. happens. And all simultaneously before I found out anything, actually, your mom was in the bathroom with my mom and said, would Marissa want to be an alternate? for Norway if the team qualifies <laughs> and my mom was like sure like yeah put down. because at this point we were like I'm probably not gonna qualify so my mom was like yeah we want to go so she's like yeah put her name down and 
what do you know, like two hours later, we get a call from Kathy Harris and she's like super serious. And we're sitting up by the monogram room at this dumb circle tables. And my mom's like, you tied in Tubaton for third place. And so you're like, like okay, what, what happens then? Yeah, like, I'm like, okay, so like, they're going to take all four of us? I was like, oh, cool, they're going to take all four of us. Like, that's going to be awesome. No, of course, I can't do that. So, and of course, <laughs> I tied with Kylie Cates, who then that night won Miss Major of America and is, you know, like an icon. So I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to compete against Kylie Cates. Like, this is just, okay. I'm going to have to recompete to Baton and I'm going to have to compete against Kylie Cates. This is like, okay, I'm, I'm a shot in the dark here. But I went in the next morning. I did like 27 two batons, I think, that day before I went <laughs> on the floor. a lot more warm-up than probably usual yes. to, get, to get all those nerves out. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I went out, and I ended up having a no-drop. I came off. My mom, I'll never forget this. God bless Kelly Swagger, and I miss her every day. I'll never forget. I saw Kelly Swagger first when I came off the floor. She's one of the first people I saw. And she's like, you have to go see your mom. And I was like, okay. And I was so excited. And she, my mom came out of the bathroom because she was getting sick to her stomach because she was so nervous for me. And she's like holding her statue of Mary in her hand. She's like, how did it go? And I was like, (laughs) I looked at her. I was like, I had five drops. I don't think I'm going mom. And she's like, Oh my god, she started crying. I was like, no, mom, I had a no drop. Like, like, no, no, I yeah, just I couldn't like, give it you that easy. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no, mom, I had a no drop. But at that point, I had gotten asked to be on Wheaton for, you know, the alternate spot. And I was like, kind of like, okay, well, whatever happens, happens. And I will never forget when they called Kylie in fourth. And, you know, Kylie's an amazing twirler. So I think she did her best job possible too. So I give her a lot of credit. She had to go through the same thing and she won the night before and she's in grand final. So like, <laughs> oh, bless her too, right? Um, but when they when they announced she was in fourth, I like almost fell over. Lainey Pahala was standing to the left of me. I literally like landed on the, I'm like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is unreal. Like this is unheard of. Um, so probably like if I could go back wouldn't change it maybe at the time I would have changed it right but uh, that's probably one of my most (laughs) memorable moments uh, because it felt like even though I got third you know and Mm -hmm. third sometimes to people isn't winning it felt like I had like won the world it felt like I had actually finally achieved something on my own that was so it it, like the practice actually paid off and that was probably one of the first moments where I had felt like oh my god this can't be real. Like, this is just, this is fake news. Like, this can't be <laughs> happening right now. And Especially because it was such a different way to go about things. Like, since typically it's, you have your first round, you qualify for the next round, and like that's what the final score is. But since it wasn't, and you had to do a whole nother round on top of that, that's not typically, I don't think I remember ever seeing that any no. other time. So definitely your emotions got a little bit more of a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I don't I believe that Kathy Harris told it told us that it had never happened. Like I was the first one ever to be doing it. And I'm like, of course, rewriting history here. Like put me in the books. Like what is this? And of course it was me. Like I tell people all the time I have horrible luck. They're like, no, you have good luck. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like I have the worst luck when it comes to like think, things in life. I don't think that was necessarily good or bad luck, but definitely a different kind of luck, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, since it was a first, God was <laughs> testing me. That was my test. That was, did you do enough two batons in the gym this summer? Yeah. It looks like you did. It looks like yeah. you did. So at least yeah. that it all paid off. It yeah, I did. And at the end of the day, everything that happened all within the 24 hours that it happened between your mom asking my mom 
to like put me on the alternate list than to me having to do this two baton and then qualifying I ended up changing the trajectory of everything else I did like after yeah. that and I don't think that if that you know maybe the team thing still would have happened but I'm not sure like I don't really know like I, I really think like that whole nationals and just that 24-hour period changed my entire rest of what I was going to do for my twirling career which has been the last like six or seven years yeah so it's like I it's kind of crazy to think about it in that way but yeah. I feel like that memory holds a special place in my heart because there were just so many chaotic things that happened that ended up being one of the most beneficial things that could have ever happened so let's definitely. fast forward to this last nationals a little bit you won usta national collegiate champion how so you've done you've been in college now you're a senior this year so you've done collegiate events before in the past how did this year's compare to any other time you've performed collegiate your collegiate routine honestly it all felt the same like i know i should be like who's the best <laughs> In my life yeah <laughs> it all it all felt the same I went out I feel like I need to start with last year I went out at USTA Nationals with nothing to lose and I had that mentality I have nothing to lose and I have nothing to prove uh, yeah. so I went out and when I had made finals at in Stockton I was just like cool I'm happy to be there like this is what I'm I'm happy to be here yeah whatever happens and then I got second I was like, holy crap. Like when I realized what I had actually achieved in 2022, I was like, okay, like maybe yeah. I, you know, like maybe there's a possibility that I can actually do really well. And I, so this year when I went out, it was different in the way that I think I was way more nervous. I think I wasn't as cool as a cucumber, but I think as soon as I stepped onto the floor and I looked around, it was like, you got this. Like, why are you nervous? Yeah. Like, what this is what settling in a little bit yeah yeah and I think mm -hmm. like all the preparation for it and being like you got second last year like you could go out there and you could win and people are saying that to you I think that makes you more nervous and I yeah. just kept telling them like I just want to make it to finals like if I make the finals I'll be fine like I, One I step just at a time kind of thing yeah absolutely so I just want to go out there and I just want to make it to finals but I knew after I had done my first routine I was like okay hopefully like I get to finals because not only was I not only was I competing for myself I was also competing against some of like the best athletes it out there right now I mean the collegiate the event is so hard like yeah I, looking at it now I mean it's always been very difficult but now too it's like there's a age group where you guys grew up together and you were all so competitive and it was all all over the place so like now it's that same group that's like in college so yes. the collegiate event is like insane Yes. Because there's so many incredible twirlers. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I, again, I, I was against your sister, who was like, oh, like a, a world champion. She's amazing. I was against Claudia, who's a former Miss Major out of America. I'm against Michaela Schuler. Like, I'm against these people. Uh, insane people. I mean, not just, not just like, oh, they're just, they're good twirlers. It's like the best of the best. So I think when I made finals, I was kind of like, oh, cool, cool. Like, I made my, I did what I wanted to do. I came here yeah. and I, I made it to finals. And then I somehow was last, which I, you know, they do a random draw. And I was like, in my mind, I was just like, I think this is like a sign. This is like someone's <laughs> telling me I can do this. Like truly, yeah. I was like, this is a sign. Like this is someone's telling me that Marissa's going to go out there and you're going to like absolutely slay. So I, <laughs> I, as I, as I warmed up, as I did everything, when I walked out on the floor, I was like, okay, Marissa, you just got to give it all you got. 
don't let mm-hmm. that baton hit the floor. Like just <laughs> grab it. Does it? It doesn't matter what you do. And after I caught my triple, I there's a picture of me. It's probably one of the best pictures of me ever. I like caught the baton. And I put my head back and I like yelled because I was like so happy that I caught it. <laughs> I was, like, that was the only trick I was so nervous about. <laughs> I put my head back and I like yell. I'll probably post it on Instagram at some point. But I like put my head back and I yell and I was like oh my god <laughs> and I kept going and I was like this is awesome like I can't believe I just did that and I just at the end of the routine like it was hard not to cry because it yeah. felt like it was I had worked so hard and I had wanted just to prove to myself that I could do it and that I could go out there and no matter if I won or lost that I could prove to me that last year wasn't a fluke and I yeah. didn't want to prove to everybody that last year was a fluke I wanted to go out there and I wanted to absolutely rock it which you did. I, <laughs> thank you. When I came off the floor, I cried. Claudia cried. I cried. I had Jack Matthews from Purdue. He was crying. Like everybody was crying when it came off the floor. Like, and I was just like, this is, that's what I wanted to do. And I walked up to my mom and I was like, all right, there's nothing I can do now. I did my best job possible. And I, and I know that other people did their best jobs possible. And I was like, this is all, this is what's, this is what it's, it's going to be. Like, it, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You're like, I did my job. Yeah. And yeah, so we're I, just going to see how it all plays out. Yeah, absolutely. So when they announced me as the winner, I think like a lot of people loved the reaction I had. But truly, I can tell you that I wasn't really expecting it. I mean, I think there was part of me that hoped. I think everybody always hopes. I don't think that definitely nobody is saying I want to lose, right? But I yeah. think in my mind, I had gotten second year before. And I know I have some luck sometimes that doesn't work for me. And when they had called second place. Like I was just like, so overwhelmed. I was literally like, are you kidding? Like <laughs> I have this trophy for a year now and I've been dying <laughs> to have this trophy for a year now. I got second last year and I was so crushed. And this year, like I finally get to put my name on the trophy and be proud of what I did. And again, either win or lose. I, I don't think winning defines any athlete, but I think, you know, it was definitely one of those moments. I was like, holy crap. Like I worked for this and I, yeah. it's like the baton. I worked hard for this and I know I, I knew I could do it. And I yeah. think, you know, setting yourself mentally for, it. but it wasn't, like I said, the routine wasn't exactly different from the year before. I think maybe a little more nervous, but yeah. I think everything else behind it was a little different. Um, like the behind the scenes, but I had, I had my own cheering section and I, it felt the support that I had received from MSU and from my teammates and just from random people who were just like, even they said last year, they're like, I really, you know, you did really good last year. We were cheering for you. I think mm-hmm. that made a difference in the way that I even performed. Cause I was like, all right, let's do it for the, for sometimes the underdog. And I think the year before I was most definitely the underdog. And I, and I was like, all right, let's do it for the underdog. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to prove it that I'm the underdog and then I can do it. So I think, I think it was just a whole combination of things. Hey everyone, it's Ashley from On Our Water Break. And while you're getting to know some amazing twirlers with our host Lexi Duda, there's a whole other show happening each week with tons of hosts from all over the marching arts activities which includes winds, percussion, color guard, and twirling. So join me and all my friends to talk about all the things you and your friends are talking about on a water break. Now back to Lexi.
Do you think that twirling in college changed how you competed at all? Because you yeah, competed way did. before and then a couple of years afterwards as well. So what do you think was the main differences um, switching, not even switching, but still competing as you started your collegiate twirling career? I would say that I felt like when I had gone to college, I had to prove to myself that I was still going to be as good as I was I was when I was in high school. And I think yep. there is you don't practice as much when you're in college. That's just the hard truth. And I yeah. think it's something that you have to just realize that that's the way it's going to be, even if you don't want it to be that way. Um, but, you know, I definitely think there was a huge difference, a huge uh, leap in my confidence. I think that was like that came from Ann Kennedy. So that's that was all Ann Kennedy. She helped me with my confidence. And I felt like also when I had got to college, I was like, OK, well, I don't want to prove to myself that I'm worse than I was in high school, but I also have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think when I you know, we had COVID, I was a COVID senior, so I didn't really have two years of my collegiate competitive career. So yeah. I kind of missed out on, you know, dropped the ball on that. And I knew when I had gone out in 2022, um, even just in solo and Tubaton and everything, I was just like, all right, I just want to go out there and do really well for myself. And you know, I want to do better than I did my senior year of high school, because that was the last time I'd really competed at like AYOP. I guess I competed at USTA Nationals in 2021, but that was really first competition post-COVID. So I just wanted to go out and be like, okay, this is really a true summer where I trained, where I did everything like I used to do. And the normal long summers, long yeah. days, everything like yeah, that. Absolutely. And it ended up being I that summer of 2022, I wanted to quit. I was like so done. But because of how well I did and because I persevered through college and learned that maybe I can be better when I'm older and I don't have to stay the same and I don't have to be stagnant is what pushed me to push myself this year and try to do better than I, you know, have ever done. And really in in 16 plus, I've only competed in 16 plus two years, right? Because before of the, COVID yeah, and everything. Because of COVID. Yeah. It's like already a, a, a hard thing in itself. And yeah. when I had, when I had realized last year that I maybe could do this and maybe could do better than I ever thought I could do it, it made a big difference in the way that I practiced in the way that I trained. And I really think I didn't train as hard as I trained in high school. I just trained differently. And that's a big thing in college. It's not necessarily like the time that you're spending in the gym, but it's kind of more of the quality that you're spending in the gym. You're not going there to just like hang out. You're getting, you're getting your stuff done because you have other stuff to do. You have a degree to get, you have to do homework, you have to do this and that. So like you have to fit in practice when you can, but you have to definitely make it worthwhile. I feel like that definitely changes over from like high school mindset to like college mindset, especially because you have to drive yourself. Because you don't have other people kind of babysitting you, taking you to the gym, being around you all the time. Like, if you're not driving yourself at all, then you're kind of just like, okay, what do I want to do with this? Like, like you were talking about being stagnant. Like, do you want to improve? Like, you don't want to get worse than you are. So you have to figure out something, basically. Yes. Yeah. And I also think it helped that all my competitors also stayed the same and it wasn't like we all went to college and dropped off I think it was we all went to college and even a lot of us got better which sounds so weird but it's the truth but I I think style wise like compared to where I was in high school to where I am now like my solo two different Mm -hmm. things two different things my confidence is so much higher I think that's just from twirling on the field I think that's from learning that competitions don't have to be the bare like they don't have to be the worst thing ever. You know, you can have fun and you don't have to feel like you're doing this because someone's forcing you. And I really decided that last year, 
um, when, when I when I want I wanted to quit, and when I realized how well I did and wanted to come back, I had I think in my head I was like I'm going to do this for me, and I mm-hmm. and I think my confidence changed even in that way. I I don't really want to do this to prove to anyone else but myself that I can do this, and I think that ended up changing even everything that I did this year. And I don't think I don't think I would have made it into top six if it wasn't for a change in mindset. And I wasn't for a change in the way that I trained. But I also think that sometimes there's some luck in competition. And I think there was a lot of good luck for me this year. And I can't can't argue with that. Um, you did but, great jobs. So then yeah. once you I do think that it completely when your mindset changes, it completely changes the way that kind of you even step up to even start your solo. It's a completely different where you're like, okay, let's just have a good time. Like I've practiced what I can practice. Like, let's just be content. Like we can do what we do. Yeah. But let's transition a little bit into game day performing then. So you go to Michigan state, you're a senior. Tell me one, what's your favorite game day tradition? Oh, there's so many. MSU, the MSU marching band has like a lot of tradition behind it because it's such an old marching band. We celebrated our 150th year in 2019. So calculate the quick math. I think it's 154 years now. So there's a ton of tradition. And I would say that my favorite thing has to be kickstep. I did it in my collegiate routine, which is the very first thing that I start doing. And we that's the first thing we do when we enter Spartan Stadium when we're on the when we're on the field. And it's just one of those moments where the whole band is kickstepping next to you. And you're like, this is electric because the the crowd goes wild. You have our hype video playing on the big screen. It's like one of those moments that you can't forget. Every time you do it, you're like, holy holy moly, like this can't be happening right now. (laughs) So I think I think that it's uh, one of those things that is super traditional to MSU. I think a lot of people have runouts, but our runout is so unique. And Mm -hmm. everybody does it. It's not just like a twirler thing. It's the entire band. And when obviously seeing me do it by myself, you're like, what is she doing? But when you see the whole band, you're like, oh, that's (laughs) doing. And when you see the whole band doing it, it's like, wow, that's actually pretty powerful. So I especially all together, if you think about being in unison, training that part of it, it's definitely a different. I always think it's cool, the different ways that different marching and stuff like that. And mind you, Growing up, like, I had no idea what marching was. Like, in my head, marching was, like, strut marching. Like, you got four marching steps, and you got your high knees. Like, that's marching. I didn't, until I really, like, I feel like paid attention to college marching more, like, probably senior year of high school, like, freshman year of college. I was like, oh, that that's, like, what you call marching. Like, there's a lot of different aspects that fall under that, which is crazy. But, okay, non-twirling-wise, what's your favorite tradition that has to do with MSU? Oh, there's so many. Oh my goodness. You're asking me a hard question. I would say it's not like traditional. I would hate to say that it's the most traditional thing ever, but I love when I see someone that's MSU affiliated and we're not in Michigan and I can say go green and they say go white back. I think that's so (laughs) awesome. I think it's such a cool thing to MSU. And I don't know if you've ever seen me do it, but I do it a lot, actually, like more than what people (laughs) probably realize. And I always tell my mom, actually at USTA Nationals and MBTA Nationals, I told my mom, I was like, if I see someone with MSU and they say go white back, that's like good luck. And what do you know? Like we saw (laughs) a person in Florida with Michigan State on and I yelled go green and they yelled go white. And then we saw... 
person at Papa Vino's in Mishawaka, <laughs> Indiana. I'm like, what is happening? This is weird. <laughs> well, it, it did work. It did work. The good luck did work then. Yeah, yeah but it, <laughs> I think that is like one of the coolest things. Or if like I'm wearing MSU stuff and somebody says it to me, it's like, uh-huh. I just feel like Spartans are everywhere. And it's, yeah. you kind of forget how big MSU is. And it's like, it's so much more than just a small community in East Lansing. It's like a big community outside. So I think I have to say that's not exactly traditional, but it is something that is kind of a tradition though. It goes with, with, with Michigan state and everything. So how did you choose Michigan state? Cause you're from Pennsylvania. I know it's only a couple of hours away, but how did you make the decision to go there? So my brother actually went here five years before me. So I, had a little bit of uh, experience on MSU's campus before I came and, you know, ended up twirling here. So when he came five years ago, that was the first time or five years, my freshman year. So 2015, uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen the Spartan marching band and that seeing the Spartan marching band, probably that is the reason I chose MSU. I love my major. I love the people in the political science department. I think they're great people. Um, But the Spartan marching band is so powerful and not only do they have awesome traditions, they're an all brass band, which is very unique. You don't really see all brass bands anymore. And uh, Ohio state's an all brass band for comparison. And we, when they played, they're so loud. I mean, seriously, (laughs) they are so loud. It's, it's incredible how loud. I feel it throughout the stadium kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's incredible how loud they can get. And I saw them and I was like, I want to be a part of that. That sounds like something I want to be a part of. So when I had gone through my senior year, I had known that I really wanted to go to MSU. I think most people thought I chose MSU because of my brother, which I love my brother. He's a great person. I nothing against him, but it really had to do with him. <laughs> it just was there. a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just helped that he went to school here. And when I shadowed my senior year, uh, which we have shadows like every year. So usually if we have a person leaving, you know, as a senior, you can come and shadow. So I did that. I, we had seen the band and it rained the entire game, but the band played the entire time. The, the twirlers wore their uniforms like they didn't wear rain jackets. They went out there, they performed in their costumes, and it was pouring. I mean, like, it was a really <laughs> bad game, like, to be standing in. But it, <laughs> they, like, had gone full out to the max, the band did. There yeah. was no question in what they did. And also, too, they get incorporated into the drill, and we get incorporated into the drill from our advisor. So that to me was extremely important. I had done that in high school, and I had felt like being incorporated also incorporated incorporated me into the band and not only was I just a twirler I was in the band because the I feel that you know you have to have a marching band to be a future twirler so those are the people that you're if you're if they're not there you're not there so they're they're important people so when I had auditioned I had actually auditioned somewhere else first and didn't get offered the spot there and I was like that I always I'm like into signs so I'm like yeah I think that wasn't meant to be so here I went to MSU I was like so nervous the day before my audition, but I had told my parents, I was like, yeah, if they offer me a spot, I'm going to accept it. And they were like, okay, cool. And I think my parents kind of thought I was going to go to MSU, but I never really told anyone like where I was going to be. But I could just kind of see it. Yes. But in (laughs) mid interview, I, Dr. Thornton, our band director was like, if we offered you the spot today, would you accept it? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, all right, well then you have the spot. And I was just like, wait, 
wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> you know, I thought this was like, hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold up, go back. And he's like, he's like, no, like you can have the spot. Like we're offering the spot to you. And I'm like, this is fake. Like what? And so I, it was like, it was really awesome. I, I best decision I ever made. I don't think that I could have done anything differently. And I think MSU is so special to me. And not only after, you know, going through COVID, I wasn't here my first semester. And I think that was really hard. But after being here and realizing that not only did I find the best marching band to possibly be in uh, for myself, I also grew fond of the program I'm in within the political science department. And I've gotten to do so many awesome things, which mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. And I think I realized that Lansing is the capital of Michigan, right? I And it's only 10 minutes away. It's really just not far because we're in East Lansing. So <laughs> I ended up I worked in the Michigan Senate. I do awesome things there. I've gotten to grow within my major. I've gotten to grow within the Spartan Marching Band throughout my past four years. And it was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. Like, I don't think so I, if you I could talked that, about, I change it. <laughs> you talked about your major political science and everything. What? So you're about a little over a semester away from graduating. So what do you want to do with that? I would like to be a lawyer. So I actually, funny enough, I am going to take a year off from school. I'm going to work. And if I'm not working in the Michigan Senate or the Michigan House of Representatives, I will try to work in the Florida Senate or the Florida House. And so we will see where where that takes me. I'd like to continue to stay involved in state politics right now. I really enjoy it. Uh, but being my my end goal is being a lawyer. I would really like to to dabble in the media law and ethics portion of, of being a lawyer and maybe some government law. Not really sure. I think I'm kind of open to whatever corporate law, whatever, whatever kind of yeah. comes my way, whatever I like the most. But yeah, I, I'm going to I'm planning on being a lawyer in my next in my future. But I'm going to take a year off because I don't think there's no rush to get a JD. And <laughs> take so your I, time. Take your time that, for sure. Yeah, that's my that's my next career. I do get asked often if I'm going to be a professional twirler. That's like what I get asked a really? lot. Really? Yeah, that's what people always are like. Are you gonna do this professionally? And like, it's not a professional thing. But I mean, it's sure, not, like, yeah, yeah, it's not quite like the traditional professional sports. Yeah, yeah but like, no. yeah, no. I'm always like, there is a professional side, but most people, I mean, unless you have like a studio, which I feel like a lot of yeah. people do have a studio. Like, I was like, well, I can judge, but I'd also have to be like a lawyer. I can't just judge all the time. It's not. Yeah, it's, it, not, it's like, not. It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't be everything, yes. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you'd so have I, to make a living somehow. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my that's my plan with my political science degree. I love the stuff that the program has brought me, and I truly appreciate each and every single person that's come in my life through my political science program. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely shaped me into the person that I am today, and I love. I went back to the same state senator that I was with last semester, and I love his staff. His staff are amazing people. I, I don't think I could I don't think I could ask for a better experience. So yeah, lawyer it is. We'll see where life takes me. Ask me in five years. That's what I always say. Okay, ask me okay that's years. fair. That's fair. I'll ask you in five years and yeah. then we'll see where we're at then. But yeah. for now, yes. what I want to ask you is so with people probably try starting the tryout process pretty soon, if they're high school seniors, if they're even juniors, they're looking to colleges right now. For those who are interested in twirling in college and they are about to start the tryout process, what is your best advice for them? My best advice to someone trying out, whether that's at MSU or at anywhere, is tell the school that you love them. 
I think that's what they want to hear. Not I think, I know that's what they want to hear. I know that's what I want to hear from a twirler when they come and visit. Uh, I want to know if you really love it here. And I think that truly makes a difference in the way that, you know, when you introduce yourself to the people that are standing there, not just the twirlers, but the band directors are, you know, our advisor, you know, be real about it. I feel like I wasn't real about it. And I know that Sarah, our advisor, knew I loved it, but I didn't really like talk about it. But I should have, I wish if I could have gone back, I wish I just would have been honest with myself and just been honest about the process that I really did love MSU. And it is a scary thing knowing that you can get your heart broken if you set yourself on one goal. Um, But I also, I told myself, I was like, I just feel like I can't tell anyone. But I, I regret that sometimes. I'm like, why didn't I just tell them that I loved it? Like, why did I just wait until the interview? I should have not waited. I should have done it when I was standing there in, in October when it was pouring. Uh, so I, I think my best piece of advice is tell the people that you're standing with that you love it at the school that you're at, whether that's at MSU or or Maryland or wherever. Uh, I think it truly makes a difference. And I I would tell every twirler that I told the we had shadows this past weekend. I told the shadows that this past weekend. I was like, if you love it here, tell us that you love it here. Tell Sarah that you love it here. Tell Dr. Thorne yeah. that you love it here. Because they're going to remember you because you told them that you loved it here. And I think like it's so funny because they all ironically, they all know Mary Moore. And they, but they know Mary Moore because Mary Moore loves MSU. And when she came last year, I was like, this girl loves MSU. I was like, that girl has <laughs> pride. And uh, obviously Jenna twirled and her husband was in the band. So that kind of helps too. But uh, <laughs> they like all know Mary because Mary kind of exudes that love for MSU. And I feel like that's what I think, you know, I think that's what comes off. And I think that's like yeah. a great thing. So I recommend to anyone auditioning. I think there's a lot of things that people can say, but definitely sharing your love and passion for the school is is something that people want to hear. Especially because you're going to be there for four years. So if you're stepping into it and you're loving it and you're already showing that passion, it's going to be a lot easier for that to translate on the field when you're twirling, trying to cheer on whatever event, if it's on the field, basketball court, because, you know, we do all kinds of performances in college. So it's definitely good to share that passion of the school uh, because you're going to perform 10 times better (laughs) because you're enjoying what you're doing. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. And for everybody listening, thanks for listening in for this week's episode with me, the host, Lexi Duda, and my guest, Marissa. Be sure to follow us both on social media. Marissa is at mpierce11. You can also follow their feature twirler account, which is at MSU feature twirlers. Be sure to follow me at Lexi underscore Duda and at on a water break. This is all for this week's episode of On a Water Break in Rhinestones. Until next time. (laughs) 